This is the Lead to Lead podcast, where we explore the realm of leadership through the lens of faith. Here's your host, Leah Haygood. Hello, and welcome back to the Lead to Lead podcast. My name is Leah, and I am your host. And guys, we're growing up. You may not know what I'm talking about, but guys, we've reached double digits as far as episodes are concerned. We are on episode 10, guys, so we've made it. We've made it. And you know, 10 is actually my lucky number. I think I said something in the last episode about that. But uh, for the longest time, I have loved the number 10. A little fun fact about me, I played softball for many years growing up. Goodness, I started out playing t-ball when I was five years old, did coaches pitch baseball. I played Northwood Little League. If you any of you guys that play Northwood Little League are out there, shout out. I loved it. It was a blast. And let me see, when I turned seven, that's when I started playing softball. I did coach's pitch, and then I went into fast pitch. I was a pitcher and shortstop. It was so much fun, and I always wanted to be the number 10. I just love that number. Maybe perfect 10. <laughs> no, that's not really it. But uh, So 10 has a lot of meaning to me. And uh, I wanted to take this episode, I think it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but since 10 is my lucky number, I want to think of this as a reflection episode of, you know, maybe the previous nine episodes and where we're going as a podcast. And because it's been a little bit of a journey, I'll be honest with you, when I started out the podcast, I really didn't know what this was going to look like. And my very first episode was only like 15 minutes long. And I scripted the whole thing because I was so nervous about doing things on the fly. I'm much more confident singing to you (laughs) than speaking. I'm telling you that this podcast has really brought out my public speaking for sure. Even though I'm talking to myself in my office, but you are listening and I'm, I'm putting this content out there. So, you know, it's amazing how much I have changed in my confidence to be able to speak to you and how I actually prefer kind of doing things on the fly. Like, for instance, just a little insight to how I make these episodes other than interviews. Uh, I typically, well, I mean, actually with my interviews, I kind of follow this format. I typically have a general topic of what I want to talk about, and then I just start writing down bullet points. And a lot of this stuff comes on the fly. Like I'll write down specific bullet points, things that I want to reference. I'll write down different scriptures and main points, but anything further than that is completely off the cuff and coming from personal experiences or stories or examples, that sort of thing. And same with interviews. Like I have a a list of questions that I'm asking people. And if they mention something, I'm like, ooh, I want to go there. That's a tangent, but it's important. And I think it's it makes it feel more organic. It doesn't feel so rigid and scripted. So that's why uh, the first episode, it was completely scripted. I'll be honest with you. Second episode was, I'd probably say maybe 50% scripted. I gave a lot of data in the procrastination episode. But from then on... Uh, Episode three was my interview with Jim Russell talking about Celebrate Recovery. That kind of allowed me to spread my wings to kind of see how this is going to go. And and I'm so thankful for all the uh, people that I've talked to so far. Um, I'm going to tell y'all coming up, I've got several interviews coming up down the line. You'll just have to wait to the end until I tell you a little bit more about that. But 
Um, but like I said, I wanted to kind of take this majority of this episode to talk about knowing your why. That was one of the things that when I uh, started back at Chick-fil-A, I had been with Chick-fil-A off and on since 2009. My boyfriend then, now husband, got me the job at Chick-fil-A and I enjoyed the company and everything. And it wasn't until 2017 when I came back as, gosh, my like my third time between college and seasons of life. But it was 2017 when I got promoted to team leader and then uh, May of 2018 where I got promoted to uh, manager that I started going to manager meetings, obviously, and we would talk about the business as a whole, but we would also talk about philosophical things, so to speak. And a lot of it is knowing your why and why, for instance, in Chick-fil-A terms, why were we doing things the way we were doing? Why were we running our drive through a certain way? Why are we scheduling people a certain way that we would always kind of re-examine where our operations were and kind of reverse engineer it. Like, okay, why did we start doing this? And I want to take that approach to the podcast and kind of let you know what my why is behind this podcast. And I started out talking about episode one, where I use the comparison of talking about Timothy and Paul, who are in the New Testament. And Paul was radically saved on the road to Damascus to try to persecute Christians. Like he was, he literally encountered God and was blinded. He was radically saved. And now the guy who was known as Saul, the persecutor, is now Paul the apostle. And he meets a young man by the name of Timothy who is a young man, passionate about proclaiming the gospel. And Paul kind of takes Timothy under his wing, and he takes the time to write two specific letters to him in the New Testament. And I I kind of view myself as a Timothy, or I try to be a Timothy, and, and constantly learn. So that was my original motivation to, to just talk about leadership as a whole, because I'm, I was hungry, and I still am. But also now it's kind of transformed to, I have learned some things along the way, and I want to be able to share that. Um, I think one of my other gifts that I, that God is bringing out in me is being able to see potential in others and encourage others. Because I think sometimes we don't see our own potential until someone else says it to us. And then once we like sit a minute and think like, oh, Wow, that that could be the case, yeah. So that's one of my main reasons to my why behind the podcast is that I, I have a desire to see people with potential grow into either a leader or grow into a role that they may not think they're ready for or a role that they may think that they're not meant for. So that's a big one. Another thing is I enjoy teaching mentoring, and like I said, encouraging others. I hope that this podcast is helping you. Like if it's not helping you, then I should just shut this bad boy down. But that's my goal is to try to talk about things that are A, relevant, and B, helpful. You know, whether it's causing you to think a little bit more about what you're doing in your life, whether you are single and you're just holding a job just because it's a paycheck, 
or if you're newly married and you're in a career in the beginning stages of your career and you're frustrated because you want to be so much further along in your career and you're having to be patient. Or maybe you've been married a long time, you've got kids, maybe they're older and you're like, well, now what? I've been at a job for 10 years. Do I, is it what I want to do for the remainder of my life? That sort of thing. I, I want this to be a conversation starter and an opportunity for for you to just really think about your current situation. And also, like like I said, I'm interviewing people and I'm trying to learn from others and their own experiences, whether they are a business owner or a musician or an athlete, whatever it may be. I, I still want to glean from them because I'm not claiming to know everything about leadership and growing because that's impossible. Like even some of the greatest minds in the world always ask questions. Recently, at the time of this recording, I believe it was last week, um, a man by the name of Robbie Zacharias passed away. And if you're not familiar with him, just YouTube him. And it is amazing. If you are a believer in Jesus and you want to know how to better defend your faith, Robbie Zacharias is one of the greatest apologists. He is an incredible, incredible brain some of the things that he says in drawing the conclusions that he makes, it's unbelievable. But recently he passed away and it was actually very sudden. Over the past, I believe it was six to nine months, he had been diagnosed with a type of uh, bone cancer and it was in his spine and he was doing chemo and then they said it had, um, spread throughout his body. And he passed away very quickly. It progressed very quickly. But to see his life and how he mentored other people and helped others grow in their faith is incredible. One of the things that I believe was Louis Giglio, he was a a big time role model for him. And Louis said that, you know, Ravi was always asking him questions as if like Ravi was genuinely interested in, in Louis's well-being and his theology and all these things. It was just incredible. So my point in saying that is you're never going to know too much to not ask questions. Always ask questions, no matter who it is, whether it's someone that has had a small business for six months or somebody that owns a corporation for 30 years. Always ask questions because things are changing. Y'all, if we haven't learned that by now, (laughs) that things are changing, then we got to get our heads out of the sand. And uh, one of the things you'll actually hear about it in the next episode is uh, talking about the power of pivoting and what that means. You know, uh, pivot, I, I think of a sports analogy. Um, I played church basketball. Um, I I almost played high school basketball. I made the team. It was a huge commitment. And I was trying to pursue golf as a collegiate career, but so I had to quit. But I played basketball a long time. For those of you who may not have met me yet in person, I am somewhere between 5'9 and 5'10, and I've been this height since middle school, so I'm pretty tall. So I played center. In basketball, pivoting is is a huge asset. If you, I mean, if you can't pivot, I would dare to say that you can't be a great basketball player. Basically, 
you're keeping one foot stationary and then that other leg is twisting around trying to see if you can pass the ball or go in for a layup or or take the shot, whatever that looks like. If you can't pivot, if you just stay still, then you're either going to fall over or someone's going to steal the ball from you, right? We have to realize that as leaders, it's important to pivot as well. You have your your one leg that's stationary, for instance, like think of it as your faith. Your faith always has to be stationary. There are things that have to, that have to stay in place. Your morals, your character, your relationship with Christ, your family, those have to stay in place. Okay. And, and even like knowing the why behind your business, that has to stay in place. But your other leg is the operations. Things have to change. For instance, I go by and see my uh, my buddies at Chick-fil-A that I used to work with, and I ask them, like, how have y'all been doing during COVID? And they've told me that there have been some significant challenges. I mean, I would say that Chick-fil-A's saving grace in all this is that we already had a killer, killer drive through You know, it's been difficult for them transitioning from not having a dining room However, it's been kind of nice to kind of focus on curbside orders, deliveries, running the drive-through effectively, giving a good experience still. But then there's also like trying to give the least amount of contact as possible. So they're like, I've seen other Chick-fil-A's use baskets, like they put their food, the bag and the drinks in a basket and the there's a person outside the window that uh, would carry the basket to the car and, and the guest would grab the food and the drinks from the basket. I mean, it's all the same thing. Like the same core, the leg that has stayed the same is they are still serving chicken. They're still cooking it the same way. They're still going to do second mile service. They're still going to greet you with a smile, even though you can't see it through their mask right now. (laughs) But there are still things that like those are not going to change. However, the delivery of how they bring those goods or services to the guest are different. Obviously, there's masks, there are gloves, there is, you, you can't sit down, like there's no taking a tray of food to a table anymore, right now at least. I w- I'm not going to say anymore, currently in our situation. But it's just a different way of delivering the product, okay? So that is the power of pivot. That's just a, that's just one example. I mean, think of churches. I am involved with um, a smaller church in Greer, um, if you're familiar with Greer, uh, it's called Southside Baptist. It's been around for, gosh, since the 40s. And uh, I'll be honest with you, this church has not done a lot. It, well, they had a TV ministry back in the late 80s, early 90s. I mean, it was, it was like they still have all the equipment up in the sound room. It's amazing to look at. But since the 90s, they haven't upgraded any sound. So when we went into quarantine, it was like, okay, what do we do? Like, pretty much what we had to do was go on Facebook Live because it was free. If it's full free, it's full me. <laughs> and in, in this moment, it was kind of just the knee-jerk reaction. We, we have to do something. And so my mom, thank you, mom, for letting us borrow a tripod to put um, our pastor's wife's phone on a tripod to go live. And then we started doing music. This past week, we added a little microphone that can attach to it. But we had to pivot. Even though we had no intentions of going Facebook Live on March 15th, 
which is the last Sunday pre-quarantine that we did. We had no intentions of that. But because of everything that happened with COVID-19, we had to make a move. Because otherwise, our church would have just stopped meeting in general. And, and which is worse, to say, oh, we're not we're scared to do something, so we're not going to do anything, or we got to do something, we got to try something, and if we fail, we just got to think of another solution. So fear of failure kind of comes into all this and, and knowing your why, and you have to be okay if you mess up trying to achieve your why. It was kind of a rabbit trail, but I, I do have a third reason why I want to do this podcast. And to be transparent with you, I would love for this to be a source of income. I don't really know how that's going to transpire. Uh, I'm praying about it. Uh, I would love to have your prayers on this because it's hard to make money from a podcast without making it full of ads and all this other junk. And I don't really want to do that because I don't want my listeners to be bombarded with advertisement so that I can just cha-ching, you know, sit back here and rake it in all 30 cents per ad. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> um, that's just not my heart. However, I would love for something to, to come out of this financially. And some of the ways I, I, moving forward as a podcast, uh, I've really tried to do some soul searching, some prayer, a lot of prayer, some counsel. I don't want this to be just the Leah show. I want this to be something that, like I said, is impactful to you as my listener. Uh, I want to help you grow. I want to grow myself by learning. So I started thinking about the how to achieve the why. And I've been trying to do some research. Um, uh, YouTube has been my best friend as far as technology is concerned, like what kind of microphone to get, how to edit, all this stuff. And then I've, I've been doing some research about doing video. We're not there yet, but I don't know if YouTube's down the line for this, which would be kind of cool. But uh, I recently found uh, Think Media. Uh, this guy by the name of Sean Cannell. And he's got some great stuff on there. He and his team um, and Pat Flynn, all them, they've, they've really helped me a lot as far as this realm of podcasting and technology is concerned. And they, they have some practical videos of like, you know, what kind of content should you do, that sort of thing. And one of the resounding themes that I've seen is be authentic. Be authentic. Um, share content that is good and it has merit. You almost want content that's evergreen, that it's good in every season and it's good for all different types. Sure, you can have a specific field, whether you are in into technology, you're in IT or you're into sports or you're into music, whatever it may be. Just be authentic and, and be honest right? And whatever you're sharing, it needs to be something shareable, not viral. It doesn't necessarily have to be viral, but it has to be honest and it has to be just good. Like people are going to trust it. And then like I was saying earlier about putting ads in my podcast just for money and that sort of thing, I don't want this to be clickbait. I don't know if you're familiar with clickbait, but basically it's, it's a term, it's a type of marketing that is fishing for you to really like take the bait of this link. And it's always something dramatic, like 
woman has 13 children and all of them, you should see them now. Like it's all these stupid things and, but it sucks us in, but it's short lived. And that's the thing. That kind of stuff doesn't have any merit. So I don't want this to be a a clickbait thing. I also want it to show real life. I mean, I brought my husband on to do the Millennials and Marriage uh, two-part series because, I mean, that was real life. That was us sharing our story. Uh, We've shared it before. We've done tandem testimonies. Uh, We were able to get a little bit more detail in our testimony than what we did in the episodes. But there's something life-giving about sharing your story. You realize that you aren't alone. Like I could be sharing something in uh, with a friend and they'd be like, oh, we're going through that too. And you'd be like, what? No way. And that's just how God has designed us. Like we are meant to be communal creatures. You know, we're meant to have community and we're meant to share our story. And I don't want you to think that I've got this Instagram perfect life. We have our our two boys and our one girl and we've been married and we have a house. And eh. I, I don't want it to be like, look at me and look at all my stuff. I I just want you to be genuinely interested in what I have to say. And as I've been kind of discovering and digging deeper into my why, I I want this to be deeply rooted in in scripture. I don't want to deviate from what scripture says. So I looked up and found some verses and I, I put them in this order particularly because I'm going to have a mantra. I don't know if you manifesto. If you are a Boy Meets World fan, <laughs> at the very end of the series, I want to say, it's probably maybe the last few episodes, Corey's brother, Eric, I forget if it's like a dream. I think it is a dream. And Eric is has this long hair. He's like the goofball of the series, but he's dressed like a monk basically, but with really long hair and a long beard. And he says, it's me manifesto. And like, it's everything that he's learned in life. And I feel like this is my Eric moment. His name was like plays with squirrels. It was the greatest thing ever. So shout out to Boy Meets World. I love you. Oh, that's such a good show. Anyway, Corey and Topanga forever. But anyway, Bible verses. (laughs) It's kind of a hard transition. But anyway, Um, let me start out with this one. It's Matthew chapter six, verse 33. So this is in the middle of Jesus's long Sermon on the Mount. So I believe it ranges from Matthew 5 through chapter 7. And so this is right in the middle. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And those things that he's talking about are basically the the necessities of life. Like in the verses previous, it's talking about don't lay up treasures for yourself on earth where they can get destroyed, but lay them, lay your treasures up in heaven. And then it goes into uh, anxiety. Don't be anxious about your life. Don't worry about your what you're going to eat or drink or what you wear. Don't you see the birds of the air that, you know, they don't have to worry about gathering or, or sowing or anything because your father feeds them. So aren't you worth much more than they? In uh, verse 32, the verse pr- uh, previous, it says, for the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. God knows what you need. And I think we in our finite little minds get caught up in what we think we need, and it's really what we want. But Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So if you're seeking the Lord, he'll take care of the rest. 
The second and third verses come from the same chapter in Proverbs. It's Proverbs chapter 16, and I actually read that at the time of this recording. I read the whole chapter today, and like, there's a general theme in that chapter particularly about the plans of men and the will of God, basically. So read chapter 16 of Proverbs when you, maybe after you finish listening to this episode, but uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verse three, it says, commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And if you skip down to verse nine, it says in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Isn't that interesting? But it's true. You know, we love to make plans because what else are we going to do with our time? We don't like we say that we're spontaneous people. There's some of us that are so type A, like my husband is very regimented. He loves like he gets up in the morning. It's like, oh, got to take a shower. Got to get ready, brush my teeth, put on my clothes. Then I've got my, then he's got his agenda that he needs to do a certain number of tasks. And typically he's very motivated in the morning to try to get things done. So typically he can knock out so many things by like one or two o'clock. It's kind of amazing. Like if he's got schoolwork, he can knock out a three to five page paper in probably 30 minutes. It's disgusting. I want to slap him across the face because papers suck. I mean, it's just amazing to, to watch him work. And that's just how he is. Whereas with me, sometimes I like to kind of lay around Sometimes I take my shower by one o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> because our, our kiddos are all over the place and that's okay. It's just the season that we're in. But I, I'm, I can be more flexible and I can let things fly a little bit more. But at the same time, I have a general plan like, okay, I do need to get this done. Like planning things out, like planning out interviews, planning out meetings, that sort of thing. It helps me become more organized, which is good. It's a good thing. But God knows all this. And he knows that like we've got big picture plans for ourselves. Like it's amazing how our motivations change. Like I remember in middle school, high school, I was the jock. I played all the sports. I in fifth grade, so we had field day. I went to Buena Vista Elementary. And, you know, field day, we had a bunch of different events like the egg toss, uh, the sack race, three-legged race, all that stuff. Well, my event, my claim to fame in elementary school was the softball throw. And I I would beat everybody. There were, well, I say that, at least all the girls and probably 50% of the boys. The only people I couldn't beat were the baseball players or the football players. Um, But that's what I was known at. I loved playing sports. I loved it so much. And then I played, like I said, I played softball. I got into golf. I played collegiate golf and athlete. That was what I was known as. So if you had asked me in sixth or seventh grade, what was I going to be when I grew up? I would say pro athlete. That was kind of my motivation. That's what I knew. I, I mean, like my grades were, were good. They were solid. And so I knew I was going to go to school, but I thought pro athlete, that's exactly what I'm going to do. That's what everybody was telling me to do. Um, They said, you're good at this. Why not use it as far as golf is concerned? And I was like, all right, I I guess you're right. And the more I pursued it, uh, I had incredible opportunities to play all over the East Coast, play some ridiculous courses as far as golf, like 
playing down in Charleston. And some of these courses are gorgeous, unbelievably beautiful. And I got to play with some of the best in in the state, uh, actually probably on the East Coast, like with North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina. A lot of the girls all over those areas were incredible. Several of them went to go play golf. One of them, actually, her name's Austin Ernst. If you're not familiar with the LPGA, uh, homegirl is on the tour. I've played with her. I played in a match play event with her at Furman, um, Furman University's uh, golf club. Uh, girl is super intimidating. She's uh, <laughs> she's incredible. Uh, but I remember uh, we were going into, gosh, the 14th hole, and we were just talking back and forth, and she, she had her game face on. Unbelievable. But she's the only one that I know of. Forgive me. There are a couple that have um, tried to pursue uh, getting their card. Basically, getting your card means that it's like your certification to play on the tour. I know of some other girls that have done that. But Austin is an incredible athlete. And she's been on the tour. She actually didn't have to finish college. She went, had a, I think she had a full ride. She got a scholarship to play for LSU, which was the number one women's golf team in the country. They won the national championship her freshman year. She turned pro the following year. I mean, come on. Uh, but I can say that I got to play with her, which is amazing. And there's several other girls that I have played with over the years that uh, I know some played at Wofford. I played with some of them. Um, USC, Georgia, Vanderbilt, like all over the place. So I'm like, why would I not try to pursue this and and make golf my thing? But the more I pushed it, the more I felt an inner struggle in my heart. My priorities, I, I was really hard on myself as an athlete. And at the time, you know, I was dating Jake my uh, from 2008, the summer of 2008, all the way through it, obviously, till we got married. But while I was a freshman at Wofford, I, I was struggling. Like, I was trying to enjoy my experience being on the golf team and everything, and I got to travel uh, several places. And it, it was it was good, but I would beat myself up. I'm like, I don't enjoy this. Why do I not enjoy this? And I think part of it was I became competitive before I learned to really enjoy the sport. Um, it was almost like, hey, you're really talented. You should go ahead and join the team. Like I, I swung a golf club for the first time in sixth grade, joined the high school team in seventh grade and played all the way through. So, I mean, I jumped into it. I'm a very competitive person. So that's probably why I was so drawn to it that I want to do well. But it wasn't something that I grew up with. I was running on the acceptance of of others. Let me put it that way. That people had these ideas that because I was talented, that's exactly what I should do. And that's the only thing I should do. That's the only thing I'll ever be good at. So why not do it? And I really struggled with that. Because then I started, you know, I was dating Jake and we were thinking about getting married. And so that was a whole other thing. And that looked a lot more up my alley than the, the athlete thing, which I, I'm having an inner struggle with myself. Like, oh my gosh, this is all I've really done. And now I'm wanting to give it up. And I did. And I, I don't regret making that decision at all. But it's interesting. While I was at Wofford, I had started leading music uh, at church. I had been playing guitar since I was in the sixth grade knew like the basic chords, a couple little like runs. I could play the James Bond theme song. And that was, and then, then I learned Inner Sandman by Metallica. And uh, my interest in music started picking up. And while I was at Wofford, 
I got the opportunity to start leading worship for FCA, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's fairly popular. And I started making set lists. I started playing with a band. And then once Jake and I decided, hey, we're, we're going to get married, and uh, I was really involved at Brushy Creek and, and Taylor's, and I started leading worship for youth events, then for the youth group, then I was able to have a part-time job doing that. And I never would have done that had I not first gotten into Wofford and start playing guitar and leading worship. And now my heart is is completely towards leading worship. And I don't think that ever would have happened had I not made the decision to um, not pursue being an athlete or professional one or trying to be a collegiate one, make a living out of it. So it's amazing. All that to say that we all make plans. We all have the idea of what we want to be, who we want to marry, how many kids we want to have, all this stuff. And more likely than not, that plan is not going to happen. Sometimes you have to pray and you have to seek guidance. And and there's stuff that's in you that the Lord is waiting for time to pass on for you to meet certain people for you to have certain experiences to realize, hey, this is really the path I want you to go. Go this way. And it may not make sense, but if the Lord's calling you to do it, that's what you need to do. To kind of sum up these three verses, I came up with me manifesto. (laughs) Number one, seek God first. Seek God first. He knew you. He made you in your mother's womb. He knew exactly how many freckles you were going to have, how many hairs you were going to have, and he had a a plan for you. So seek God first because he's going to start revealing things to you. And it's not easy, but it's going to be the the plan that he has for you. Second thing is make plans second, (laughs) which is tough, y'all. Seek God first, make plans second. And then the third thing, know that God may change them. I mean, Proverbs 16, 9 says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. What does that mean? It means that we think we have the path that we are going to take. But the, but it says, you know, God's going to establish your steps. He's going to, like, direct you. He's, he's really going to take you where you need to go. So, seek God first. Make plans second. Know that God may change them. Next thing is, Why should we know our why behind your job, behind where you went to school, behind anything, really? And it's simple. Your why determines where your what can go. I want you to write that down. Your why determines where your what can go. And what's your what? Your what is what you're doing. For instance, my why, why I'm doing this podcast My podcast is the what. Now, the why behind the what is what I just told you. Wanting to see people grow. Okay, that can take me a whole myriad of directions, right? But if I don't know the why, then I'm just wandering aimlessly. And and there's no direction there. I'm just kind of floating on an island somewhere. So it's important to know your why because that's going to determine where your what can go. And then also, this is a triple T, triple threat, (laughs) It sets the tone, the trajectory, and the target of your what. 
If you know your why, and that is kind of helping your direction, like which way you're supposed to go, it's going to, it sets the tone. So the ambiance, like for instance, this podcast, the tone of this podcast is very much a part-time thing. I'm passionate about it, but it is not a full-time gig. So the tone for me is a little bit more relaxed. Because if I start putting all these crazy deadlines on myself, it's not going to be good content. It's just going to be just me like word vomiting on you like on a weekly basis. And I don't want to do that. So that's why I've been doing the whole bi-weekly thing. And then the trajectory, it, it trajectory is where you're aiming at and then the angle that you're aiming at. So that's different strategies, right? That's different ways of getting content content to you whether that's only through the podcast or through social media or through YouTube. That's just my particular situation, things I'm considering. For you, it may be with sports. Like maybe you're playing in a church league and now you're like, oh, let me look at different rec leagues. Um, or like I'm thinking of softball. Or like if you're if you're a golfer, for instance, and you're my age, so I'm I'm 27. There are plenty of like local tournaments and leagues around here, and those can open doors if you if you want to pursue that like just exposure of just meeting people. That's huge of just being able to have different connections. So the trajectory is the angle, the the way that you do your operations, right? And then the target, what you're aiming for, long term goal. Okay, my long term goal, I would love for this to be income producing. So you see. Knowing your why sets the tone, the trajectory, and the target of your what. With all of that said, I am super excited about the future of this podcast. I'm really pumped, y'all, because I know, for instance, I have been spending some time interviewing some people, and this next episode, episode 11, you're going to really enjoy. If you are a music fan or a musician by trade, you will love this. I got the chance to interview a guy by the name of Joey West. And I don't know if you know this, I'm a little bit of a, uh, I used to be a bit of a metalhead back in the day. And Joey is the drummer for a band called Disciple. Now Disciple's been around for actually a couple decades now, um, but he's been with Disciple for the past few years And he has some wonderful insight about what it means to be a traveling musician. I don't want to give too much away, but here's a little clip of of my talk with Joey. Yeah, so I always wanted to be a part of this genre because it it was the one uh, genre, you know, bands like P.O.D. and Disciple and Skillet and Red, those were the bands that were making music that you know, that was actually like influencing me in a positive way. And I can honestly say like even P.O.D.'s music helped me through an extremely dark time in high school when I was contemplating killing myself. And so when, when I got through that and when I fell in love with music and I figured out this is what I want to do, it's like, I want to play that exact kind of music because there's going to be kids one day who are in the exact same situation as me that need to hear a positive message through this same type of music, this same hard, in-your-face music, and I want to use my story and the music that I make to help them in that dark place, uh, a place where I used to be. I know that you're really going to enjoy Joey's 
story. He he tells a little bit just about how he got involved with music. And as you just heard, that clip right there, that is a perfect example of knowing your why behind your what. Isn't that incredible? Just that little blip right there. It wasn't so much like, oh yeah, I, I had some talent being a drummer, but that it helped him through a time. So he knew this specific genre of music music could possibly help someone else just like it helped him. So that's just even just a little snippet of the interview that I have coming out with Joey. He was a trooper. We had some technical difficulties, but we powered through and the Lord blessed it. And I'm I'm super excited to be able to share this interview with you. So as we wrap up this episode, I want you to consider what is your why behind what you're doing right now. And if you have no why, then I'm going to ask you to pray that God would reveal that to you. And, and if you're not a Christian listening to this right now, think about it objectively. If you're at a job just to make a paycheck, I encourage you, my friend, that there is more to life than just a paycheck. I don't want to say search your heart, but know your talents, know what you're good at, know what you like. And maybe there's something down the road for you in that area. But I encourage you, don't chase after the mighty dollar because money comes and goes, right? This life is so, is worth so much more than just that. So know your why. I, like I said, I'm on this journey with you as well to try to fine tune my why through prayer, through counsel, and just experience by, by doing this podcast, talking into a microphone to you, even though this is really a monologue right now. But I'm excited for the future. I'm looking forward to this. You know, it's amazing. Just the, even the milestones. We can kind of celebrate some milestones of, of the podcast so far. As of this recording, on Instagram, I have 119 followers, which I'm like, dude, I, I'm cool with that. That's awesome. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow us. Make it 120. There you go. And uh, that's been incredible. I think on Facebook, we have, I think, 230 followers, which is awesome. I'm, I'm super pleased with that. And I'm trying not to get focused on just metrics and how many engagements did I have with this post. I mean, it's, I, I, it's very easy for me to get sucked into that stuff. I'll be transparent with you. But man, what growth has happened already? I started this at the end of January, and we're going into June, or this is coming out at the beginning of June. And it, within six months' time, I'm over 100 followers on a couple different platforms, which is amazing. So thank you for your support so far. And uh, um, the future is bright, my friends. And you know what? To celebrate that bright future, I'm going to break my bi-weekly episode release rule. That's right. So this episode came out on June 4th. I am going to release my interview with Joey next Thursday, which is June 11th. So I'm really eager to share my interview with Joey with you. I know you're going to gain some insight and that you're really going to enjoy it. So Look out, everybody. It's coming June 11th. Get excited. It's going to be an incredible interview. And little secret, I've got some more interviews coming. So you don't want to miss it. Tune in next week. Woo! Next week, June 11th, for my interview with Joey West. <laughs>